0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right-hander, lets it go. It's right down
1: Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly. And it's... oh, it's raining now. It's time Rain Delay Theater with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy DiNisio. And I'm
0: Jack Swakowski.
1: We are here to bring you the recap of the August 8th matchup between the Chicago Cubs and the Washington Nationals at Wrigley Field. Uh, but but if, uh, before we do that, this is episode number 172. So Jack, who is your number 172 guy?
0: Yeah, so it's kind of slim picking, so I picked a guy I didn't really know much about. Uh, his name is Eddie Robinson. Okay, um, sweet. Yeah, he was uh, seemingly pretty good. So he played in the 40s and 50s, um, made four all-star teams, all uh, interesting for this guy he played on let me see how many different teams one two three four five six seven looks like he played on seven different teams uh unusual for a guy in that era to have bounced around that much Mm -hmm. uh so uh so that's kind of interesting and weird hit 172 home runs for his career hit 268 so he was a pretty solid player um lost three years of his career to military service 1943 to 1945 he did not play uh because he was serving um uh, which is uh, which is interesting. So uh, you know he may have his numbers may be a little gaudier had it not been for that. Um, they were in his prime too, age 22 through 24, or maybe a little before his prime. Anyway, uh, one thing that uh, uh, stands out uh, is that so he he started his career on the Indians. He played on them in 1942, and then from 46 through 48. Uh, there's a line in the movie Jaws where uh, uh, Quint uh, during his, his USS Indianapolis monologue he says he says. Thursday morning, Chief, I ran into a friend of mine from Cleveland, Herbie Robinson, baseball player. He'd been bitten in half below the waist. And I almost wonder if, uh, like, Eddie, like that was a reference to Eddie Robinson, who did play on Cleveland, like, during the war, even though, like, obviously Eddie Robinson was not bitten in half because he played for, like, ten more years after that. Oh, sure. But, um, yeah, there was a player named Robinson uh, on Cleveland, and... Um, uh, at the time, like, and he would have left for military service uh, around that time because that that monologue takes place on June the 29th of nineteen forty five. So uh, yeah, that's um, that's Eddie Robinson for you.
1: All right, very nice. I was I, Jack. I'm glad that you picked him uh, because did you get the text messages I sent you?
0: Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> so is that
1: is that legit? Uh, that is that is legit. So. <laughs> so one thing that uh, (laughs) I know about Eddie Robinson that not too many other people may know, and now you do and our listeners do. Um, I'm in a lot of uh, uh, like through the mail autograph um, groups on Facebook, and um, uh, people will like post their successes when they mail out to someone and they they send uh, their their card back signed. And so Eddie Robinson passed away uh, just uh, what just a few months ago really yeah
0: october 4th 2021 he passed away so yeah just a very few months ago was born in 1920 so he lived he lived to be 100
1: 100 years old so up until (laughs) up until he passed away uh eddie robinson was uh sending some autographs he was answering his mail and signing um he was including a little something extra in his uh in his uh letters um he would write uh go trump on multiple (laughs) um uh returns to, to people and I remember people posting this on uh the group and then like people having to say like okay let's keep you know like no politics um but uh but yeah they were like uh yeah he just did that like completely unsolicited
0: wow that's great yeah guy a, a guy in his 90s just like, Either trolling people or trying to, you know, spread what what he believes to be the good word is. Yeah, uh, that that's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. And if you go, there's a website called sportscardforum.com, and um, it's it's another it's a website where people post like their, um, their successes and whatnot, and they can post pictures of it. There's multiple ones where people got back returns from him with that with that same uh, extra bit uh, added wow. to it. So, uh, I mean, and the guy was, the guy was like probably 99 years old at that point. Yep. So this guy got it in 2020. Sure. Um, this guy got it, got one in 2020. So another 2020. So yeah, the guy was, um, the guy was a, like, like, yeah, probably like 99, hundred years old at that point. So, uh, I don't know. God bless him, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know, but. Yeah, so that's that, you know, I was, I was, I, I, this guy's name has come up before. I've seen his name before and I've been intrigued. And then I saw that and I'm like, okay, well, now I, you know, now I know more about him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's Eddie Robinson. I'm really glad you picked him, Jack, for that. Nice. Reason.
0: Okay. Yeah. And he's, he, he's a native Texan. So, yeah. um, I guess, uh, you know, do with that what you will. Um, also, oh.
1: maybe that's why he was on seven different teams. Maybe he was a little irascible. I don't know. But, uh, he, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of like a, uh, you know, like uh, uh, Andrew <laughs> Andrew Jackson or something. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, like, hey, man, if if this guy uh, he he may have been the the Aubrey Huff of the 1940s.
1: You know. <laughs> oh my God! You almost made me do a spit take. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like if this guy knew how to use Twitter, yeah. you know, and they had it back then.
1: Yes. Yeah. The Aubrey Aubrey uh, Huff, uh, Cody Ross, uh, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome. Very good. Um, well in in uh comparison i picked um another guy who probably who doesn't seem to be very likable uh, as a person um uh R- Rugneto Odor i picked oh sure yeah uh, yeah just because i don't know um you know uh, it's uh so obviously Rugneto Odor is known pretty well for the uh, the brawl with uh um, Jose Batista um mm-hmm. and like you know people didn't like Jose Batista and so it's one of those things where like it's like two jerks like fighting basically sure um but ones Batista I feel like was like he definitely like he was the heel in that in that fight I think like Odor was like like he like everyone was glad that Odor like cold cocked him basically yeah um but uh, but then like it came out that like Odor had been in like a bunch of he I mean I don't know maybe not a bunch but he had been in other brawls in the minors where he punched a guy in the face. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so he has a history of that. So it's like, okay, this guy seems like he's also like an asshole also. Um, so, and I, you know, Batista probably went into him hard because he, cause he is an asshole also. So, you know, I don't think, I don't think Odor is like any, um, you know, alter uh, altar boy, um, in the situation. Um, so so there's that um, the other thing the other other thing I have to say about Rugnado Odor, who is still active who we saw just uh, like last month I think right
0: yeah and who completely big timed
1: us totally big timed us um, but uh, he um, so uh, in the world of baseball card collecting um, You know when guys aren't sending you letters in the mail with their political, with their (laughs) controversial political views, um, they you know they sign cards and they're they're placed into packs, right? And you open a pack and you you might pull an autograph. Um, So sometimes when guys they sign like a contract to to do like autographs for a set, but then they they, then the, the company sends them their cards, but they don't sign them. Uh, in time for the production of the cards to be packaged and, and shipped out they'll they'll put a redemption card in and so it says like you've just you know congratulations you've just pulled a Rugnet Odor autograph baseball card uh you know scratch this code scratch this uh, uh thing send us the code and we'll send you the card um there's a company Panini who's a you know the uh competitor to Tops they uh they're notorious for for never redeeming they're they're never sending back their redemption cards, so I pulled a Rugnet odor autograph card in like 2017 um and he never signed them so I never got the card so um somewhere I have like a card that says you are you know entitled to a Rugnet odor autograph autograph, but um he never signed it and Panini never sent it so, so wow. that's my okay. other thing about Rugnet Odor.
0: Yes, it seems like he doesn't sign cuz that yeah. that geek that freaking geek um at the <laughs> Orioles Adam was Jones. like, "Oh yeah, Odor, Odor never signs." Um yeah. so yeah, uh so yeah, what a jerk. Also, he he sucks at baseball too. Like he's not he's not good. He's hitting 196 this year and over 300 at-bats. Yeah. Um his last 4 years of average have been 205, 167, 202 and 196. So like that's just terrible. Um something that's striking about his uh is uh, a career stat line as well. Sixty-four stolen bases, fifty-one caught stealings. Yeah. that's a that's got to be the worst percentage in like decades.
1: That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty bad.
0: Like for a guy with over fifty steals, that's probably got to be that's got to be about as bad as it gets.
1: Yeah, I, I see. Um, he's only um, he's attempted three this year, and then yep. two over the last two years. Um, yeah, so. so he
0: basically stopped running. He he, he it, it's like he used to try to be a stolen base guy. He had over yeah. twenty attempts for four straight years. Um, was, well, the, the the fourth year was twenty attempts. But, uh, yeah, just a bad at that. Um, can't hit for average, strikes out a lot. Uh, but you know he does he does run into one once in a while. So I, I guess for a second baseman, that's why he keeps uh, keeps getting signed.
1: I I bet that manager started telling him like if you run we're gonna cut you <laughs> like, yeah you know probably yeah so he probably he he at least like you know learned from that i guess but yes yeah so that's that's rugi odor um you know it's hard to it's hard to i was gonna say it's hard to imagine that he's kind of skipped people don't really refer to, to, to the fact that his last name is odor um yep but I did see on Baseball Reference that his nicknames are Stink, Stinky, Rugi, or El Tipo, which I don't know what that stands for. But uh, maybe it stands for Smelly Ass. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but but yeah. Anyway, that's that's Rugie O'Dor, and um, that's all I got to say about nice. that. Nice.
0: Yeah, I like it. Um, all right. So should we? Uh, shall we get to the Nationals Cubs game?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, so yeah. So we headed to the eight eight twenty two. National's Cubs night game, uh, which is the uh, uh, twenty two plus twelve is uh, thirty four. Uh, the thirty fourth anniversary of the first night game at Wrigley Field, at least the first attempted night game at Wrigley Field in uh-huh. eight eight eighty eight. Um, Real quick, I just want to talk about the the first night game real quick, Jack. Like have you seen that footage of like the the old guy saying, like, let there be light? And then I puts, have. I have. Yeah, yeah. So I okay, so I remember the first night game. I remember watching it on TV. Um yeah. and there was there was huge fanfare. Like like all the like announcer everyone in the booth and the announcers were wearing tuxedos. Like it was like a big deal. Um and um uh they I remember watching that ceremony with that that guy Um, and he said, let there be light. And like, he hits this, like, first of all, I don't know. The guy was like the oldest living season ticket holder or something. Uh He was just kind of like some rando guy. Um, but, uh, so he hits, he says that and he hits this button and I remember it being the most anticlimactic thing ever because it's not like you're flipping on a light switch. You, 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 they turn the lights on and then it takes like 10 minutes for you to like even start seeing the lights. Show up, sure. You know, was it even was it even really dark it, when he turned him on? No, it was. That's the other thing. It was it also <laughs> it was like twilight or whatever they yeah. call it, like uh, golden hour or whatever. So, um, so that was that. There was that too, and like so, like now when they walk when they show that footage and he says, "Let there be light," and he hits the thing, they cut to like the lights already on. But sure. I remember seeing it like in person or not in person, but uh, you know, live on TV and being like, "Oh, well, you can't really see the lights," but. Yeah. So I remember when nice. they were building the stanchions, I remember like walking, like driving, like coming up to the stadium for the first time and seeing those things on the top of the roof and just just thinking like it was crazy. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah,
0: that's cool. No, I uh, I like that uh, it, it happened within my lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, um, so that, that's kind of neat. I had never really thought about the fact that that it was in 1988. But, you know, I was I obviously would not have remembered it even if I'd been a Chicagoan. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just a just a baby, but yeah, um, yeah it's uh, still cool. Not not really that long ago, you know.
1: Yeah, comparatively, not really. Um, yeah, and then yeah, so like Rick Sutcliffe hit a homer in that game, but it got rained out. Um, oh man! And then like yeah, you know like uh, the like Greg Maddox and Al Nipper and these other guys were like sliding on the tarp. Um, yeah. Les Lancaster, I think, was one of them. Um. Mm-hmm. So uh. So yeah, that was that's what the night ended up being, but like, um. Yeah, you know, it was kind of poetic that that, that the first night game got rained out. Um, sure. Then I remember the next night, it the game was on NBC and it was Cubs Mets, and uh, the Cubs won that game. So um, somewhere again, I have a VHS tape somewhere with with that on there. But um, but yeah, at, at at my at my mom's house. But uh, but yeah have
0: have people made comments about how like you know that game got rained out, so maybe that was the baseball gods saying like, I, no, don't play games at Wrigley. I think so. Or night games. I think yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right on. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, so it was the, uh, you know, it was the anniversary of that, so that was pretty cool. Um, uh, it was also, it's weird. Uh, so it was, it was like they were giving away a Star Wars bobblehead, and it was kind of Star Wars night, but it wasn't like. Did you, did you get it? No, it was, it was a special ticket. Um, Mm -hmm. you had to buy like a special ticket, so, um, you know, it was, it it was like an unadvertised Star Wars night or, or something, so it was just weird. Um, so, uh, the first thing that I saw because I got to the stadium uh, before Jack did the uh, first thing I saw was a guy walk in or yeah I was kind of like um, I think I was uh, getting uh, a drink or something and um, I heard someone say like hey I like your shirt and I, and someone go someone said like yeah thank you and I looked and it's just that this guy like walking all like excitedly with this weird like kind of like Star Wars all over print like one of those like Tommy Bahama shirts. Sure. But it was like the Star Wars uh, movie poster uh, imagery. And uh, so he, he clearly was there for Star Wars night, also by himself, uh, I should mm-hmm. note. Uh, and then when I finally got up to my seat, there was a guy at the end of the row who was sitting there with the Star Wars bobblehead on his lap, also by himself. So there was a lot. That was like the running theme of the night. There was a lot of anyone like a lot of the people who were there to get that Star Wars bobblehead uh, incidentally had to go by themselves. <laughs> Um so there's sure. a lot of solo Star Wars guys in attendance for uh the uh, fake Star Wars night.
0: Yeah, well uh hey Jeremy, you, you mentioned that there's maybe not a lot of overlap between Star Wars and baseball fans, but you know maybe there is.
1: Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> um I I wonder what those guys who were there by themselves were thinking and and also how long they stayed. I I kind of lost track of the guy in our row uh if sure. he stayed or not, but uh um but yeah, so so that happened. Um so again, uh, Jack was still on his way to the ballpark. Um uh I did see so I was at a uh, Star Wars night um the, I think I only went to one South Bend Cubs game this year, but it was also Star Wars night there. Um okay. they do Star Wars night I think in every level of baseball. We've been to stadium. White
0: Sox games where it was Star Wars night, yeah. maybe even for the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be. Um but yeah, they definitely do it everywhere um and like in all the way from like you know uh a ball to, to the majors um but uh but yeah so they did so i saw um Darth Vader and two stormtroopers kind of milling about like in foul territory um by the sure. cubs dugout mm-hmm. and then um they then the music like the uh imperial army what is that like theme song is it the Darth mm-hmm. Vader yeah, theme sure. song yep. comes yep. on and and then Darth Vader and this two stormtroopers walk out to the uh to behind home uh, behind the mound. They go and they stand Uh behind the mound and they're standing there and they don't announce them. They just, they play the music. They come out and they stand there. And then they're like here to throw out the first pitch. And it was just like some girl from like, you know, advocate healthcare or something. And she throws out the first pitch. Um, and they're just standing there behind her, which is odd. Um, and then, uh, uh, so then, uh, Joel Murray, um, is announced and he's throwing out the, you know, I guess the real first pitch. Um, yeah. so Joel Murray, brother of, uh, Bill Murray and Brian Doyle Murray, uh, star of, uh, the movie one crazy summer. And, uh, he had a part in mad men. Um, mm-hmm. so he threw out the first pitch. Um, and that was funny because he was actually, cause he's a comedian. So he knew how to interact with them. So he came out and he like, he fist bumped Darth Vader, which is pretty funny. Nice. Um, oh I saw we should also mention that he was wearing a Rod Beck jersey too. Which is yeah, cool. that's awesome. Um so yeah, so that was cool. And then he like so then he like threw the ball. Um he threw the first pitch and it short hopped Clark and it kind of went uh behind home plate. And then he gave a look he gave like a half look back to Darth Vader, like, what did you do that? Like, you know, was that your fault? Yeah. It, yeah. it was really funny. Um and uh then he like uh you know he went and like shook hands with Clark or whatever. But and then uh, then Darth Vader and uh, the stormtroopers left, and that was like it for them. Like they I mean, so they, they
0: didn't they didn't even throw out a pitch or anything. No,
1: no. They there was no like bit. There was no like anything. They just came out and stood behind there, and um, yeah. It was it was odd. And then that was that was kind of it for Star Wars. And I like no graphics. Cubs don't really do that kind of stuff. No, they don't. Um, uh, like no um Frank Schwindel like in a Chewbacca costume or something. You know, sure. Um, yeah. but but yeah. So. It was weird, and so then like yeah, I did see I did see like a, a husband and wife, uh, come in with the Star Wars bobbleheads. It definitely had the feeling like the guy dragged the wife along so they could get two uh, bobbleheads sure. or whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, there were there were, were you noticing like the people though? Like there were there were some random people like wearing costumes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did see that. Um. Uh, as you mentioned, Jeremy, uh, I mean, if, if you weren't paying attention closely once the game started, you probably wouldn't have known that it was it was Star Wars night. Right. Um, right, yeah, the the there's very little like pomp and circumstance with the with the theme nights once a Cubs game starts. You, compare that to a a White Sox game where they absolutely <laughs> will like Photoshop onto the scoreboard like you know Jose Abreu like holding a <laughs> lightsaber. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then also, like, you know, for Game of Thrones night, there was the famous, like, Jose of Abreu. Um, so, <laughs>
1: That's
0: it, right. yeah. So, oh, it's God. just uh, uh, a completely different experience uh depending on what side of the city you're on
1: i forgot all about the uh, jose of abreu <laughs> like yeah the, you know no wonder we we ripped the white Sox so much that because that was back in season one i feel like of, it was of it was
0: show. and we introduced ourselves as jack of swakowski and jeremy <laughs> of dionisios that was that was one of our better jokes so we yeah. can repeat that one
1: yeah <laughs> very nice um <laughs> yeah so um there were uh say i saw a group of four guys two of them like one guy was dressed up like Han Solo and the other guy was wearing like a Chewbacca costume Uh Um, and it was a kind of a cool night. So I guess he probably wasn't that hot, but if it was just two nights ago, I was at the game uh, and uh, it was like over a hundred degrees or whatever. So that guy probably would have passed out and died um, if he wore that costume. But, uh, but yeah, a couple of people walking by with just like Yoda ears. Um, But, uh, but not much, not much else in the way of, uh, in the way of all that. Sure.
0: Um, yeah, so there was, uh, uh, we were, we had pretty good seats. We were right behind home plate in the upper deck. Um, uh, there weren't too many crazy fans, uh, no. around us, but there was one just complete like dork yeah. who was, who was behind us, who kept, who kept singing along whenever they would, we would play songs.
1: Yes. He, um, he, he said a couple things and I was like, I was kind of waiting to see, um, if he, if he was worth uh keeping tabs on and as soon as he said like the second thing um I kind of uh I kind of was like, alright, I gotta just kind of try to recap everything that I heard. So um uh say Suzuki comes out to I think it's an Imagine Dragon song. Yeah,
0: I think that's Imagine Dragons,
1: yeah. Lightning and the Thunder. Yeah. And I heard him singing that song and he was like, Lightning and the thunder. <laughs> he was just <laughs> singing that, like, along with uh, Suzuki. And, like, we didn't get a look at this guy either until the very end of the game. Yeah. But yeah. I think he was with his kids. And okay. I, I think he kept kind of, like, singing out loud and embarrassing them. Sure. Um, and I don't know if this was even – I think this was before the seventh inning stretch. I think it might have been in the top of the seventh. He's like, all right, come on. We want to sing the seventh inning stretch. And then he goes, like, buy me something. peanuts and crack. Gurn Jacks, like he said it yeah. like all weird and nasally. Y-
0: you know what? You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of one of those like 1920s singers uh-huh. where he'd be like, "Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal." Like that's that's what he was like singing. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it was it was pretty goofy. Um, yeah. And then I heard him say, "This was like I don't know when. I I don't know." what the context was either i think he was maybe just talking about music he's heard at baseball games or something yeah but i, I just heard there was a lot of commotion and his name his voice um kind of cut through the the din a little bit and i heard just his voice and i heard him say and that was followed by cut <laughs> 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 and joe uh, <laughs> and uh like uh yes yeah, so i don't know he was like running down like a playlist he's like this song and then this song and then that was all followed up by cut Eye i joe Um, uh, Jesus, that was pretty funny. Um, a couple things, there was one point where one of the Cubs players got kind of thrown inside. Like he got, maybe got brushed back or whatever. And he said, he said this twice, I remember. Um, so it must've happened twice, but he goes like the pitch comes in and like, let's say it's Contreras like kind of like had to duck out of the way or whatever. And, And this guy from behind us goes, Hey, take it easy. Take it easy, <laughs> like that. And uh, again, just like he had that uh, that like 1920s vibe to him. Yeah. Um, they played "Dream On" the song yep. by Aerosmith, and at one point he and then the song finished. I think the song finished playing, and then you just hear from from behind. You just hear him going like. <whistles> just whistling like this, just whistling dream on after that like <laughs> he definitely had the music bug uh in Yeah, him. oh yeah. And uh the very last thing I heard from this guy was um I think someone like hit a hit a ball and like broke their bat and I heard I heard him go, "Hey, get yourself another Louisville." Oh god, really? Yeah, yeah, I heard I heard him say that too. So Nice. Um so yeah, that was kind of like the whole the whole playlist for that guy. But, uh, and then we did, we did look back and look at him and he was as dorky as we thought, as, as he sounded. He was like a big kind of, kind of oafish kind of guy. Maybe not oaf, but he was just like a big guy. Um, And he had like thick black glasses. And like, I feel like he had like a Cubs hat, like a, a, a generic, like a unofficial Cubs hat, like not a game like replica one just like a gray cubs hat or something with like the mm-hmm. brim like super flat and he just looked kind of like just like a dorky dad kind of
0: yeah i i think like um i feel like we just saw a guy who looked like judah friedlander like a oh, couple yeah. weeks ago but like if if judah friedlander shaved yeah um he would hair. he would look like yeah he would look like this guy
1: yeah that's that's a that's that's a an accurate analysis i would say yeah. Um so yeah, but you know, there's uh you'll you'll take what you can get at Cubs games. We we have the last couple of Cubs games we've been to have had uh a, a fair amount an 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 unusual amount of like uh goofballs and weirdos. Uh but tonight not so much. Um one thing that I did strike me weird, Jack. I don't know if you saw this, but um the late, there was a woman in front of us. Yeah. Uh and she had uh her she like pulled out her cell phone a couple times and I noticed that she had um a a last name and number like as her wallpaper and it was andrelton simmons so like jesus man i don't know what his number is like 25 or something i don't know but it was like it said simmons like 25 or whatever
0: so call me crazy but so she was keeping score at the game too like she was pretty hardcore and she had a chris Morrell jersey on too so or morel um so she she, i think she's pretty hardcore uh (laughs) like she was there with her boyfriend um, but uh, they, um, I feel like they've we've sat in like those exact seats yes. before, very close to that, and I feel like we've seen them. I've no. seen her at the at games before. Yeah,
1: I was actually going to point. I was going to ask you if if we saw her like the last time yeah. we sat over there. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. we I think we have seen her before. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, she's gonna have to change that wallpaper because then it'll sort of, they, they DFA'd <laughs> yeah. his ass. But um,
0: yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, should we like break the bad news to her? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, she she already seems to ignore certain news if she is uh, supporting uh, Andrew Tatum. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't know if it'll I don't know if it'll make any difference. She might think uh, it's a conspiracy. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, so um, well, good good that he's gone. We are also we should mention that uh, the news of the Cubs, uh, kind of parting ways. They're calling it parting ways. So so ridiculous that they have to like they come up with like a. You know, a term that's not even used in baseball, like like we're parting ways with Jason Hayward. They can't just say they're they're releasing him or like cutting him right. or whatever. they like, we're gonna go our separate ways or whatever they said. And it's like, just he, the guy fucking sucks. Like just just they should say he, we're getting rid of him because he hasn't produced and we we wasted a ton of money on him. But uh, yeah. anyway, they had announced that news that day uh, right before the the game, so there was a uh, you know. There are there is still reason to celebrate on the north side of Chicago, I guess.
0: Sure. Um, hey, you know what? The Cubs don't owe Jason Hayward anything. Uh, I, I guess except <laughs> for the twenty nine million or twenty three million dollars that they have to pay him. Like they don't yeah. they don't owe him any any kind of like graceful exit. No. Uh, just just cut him. They paid him. I, I would say sure. Like you know, if he was like uh, if they had paid him less money and the contract had been less years. Maybe just because he was on the World Series team. Mm-hmm. But uh, at this point, his contract has been such an albatross, and he's been so overpaid for so long yeah. that uh, I think everybody would understand if they just said they were cutting him.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, like, you know, except for Gordon Widmeyer, I guess. But um, Yeah, right. Yeah, but, like, no, I mean, like, it's done, dude. It's like, you sh- you know, you should be in jail for, for theft, you know. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, so take the money and fucking disappear, you know. It's yeah, like we're buying, we're paying for you to to not be part of this team anymore.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that like when the when the Angels cut Albert Pujols in the middle of the season last year, like that that was maybe a little much because the guy's a first ballot Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. um, and the Angels sucked anyway. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I think these are different circumstances because Jason Jason Hayward is not a first ballot Hall of Famer, um, and he will not even be playing next year.
1: Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, also, yep. I feel like the angels knew what they were getting when they, when they signed pool holes. So R- mm, this, yeah, this is true. So, um,
0: yeah. well there, uh, Wilson Contreras, uh, this, we, we weren't sure if we were going to see him again the last time we went to a Cubs game, but he was in the lineup. Uh, I would say like the, the, probably the most memorable play of this game was, uh, the Cubs cruised to a six three victory by mm-hmm. the way. But, um, Anyway, he, he hit a single up the middle, and he, he just—he busted out of the box, um, and, like, there was no way this this would have—was going to be a double, but he tried to stretch it into a double, even though it was, like, bouncing in front of the center fielder and not a difficult play at all. So he ended up getting thrown out, um, and it wasn't even a close play, but he, sta- he stayed on second base <laughs> and kind of, like, made Ross, like, inquire about a challenge— and so the umpire came over and was like, do you want to challenge it? And like, you know, Ross kind of looked back and then he looked back at the umpire and he gave a, he gave a, he smiled and gave a thumbs up and then like everybody started to walk off the field. Yeah. And like, I've never, I've never seen that before no. when like a guy says he doesn't want to challenge. Like what was, what was Ross saying to him? Like he gave him a thumbs up, like, yep, that was a good, it was a good call. Like, <laughs> you know, we're done.
1: Yeah. No, it was confusing. Cause I, you know, I, I thought he was out by a mile and they yeah Contreras was not leaving like he didn't even it's he didn't tell them like he didn't make the signal like you know challenge it but like he j- he just wouldn't come off of second base and um, then I saw Ross give the thumbs up and I'm like oh they're challenging it and then everyone started coming off the field I'm like what like what why, why does that mean no like we're not challenging it so yeah it was, it was weird um, yeah
0: uh- yeah it was perplexing. Some bad base running in the game. Uh, Lane Thomas got caught stealing uh, to end the game for the Nationals. Uh, he was on first base. There were two outs, and he tried to steal second base uh, and was thrown out. So uh, that was that was either a very bad managerial call to have him steal second or he tried to take it on his own. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't make too much sense to uh, get caught stealing at second base when your your team is down three runs in the ninth. Yeah, um, for but sure. I guess that's why they're 39, well, you know, 40 games under 500.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, there were two strike them out, throw them out, double plays in this game too, which is interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow, um, yeah. So a lot of, lot of caught stealings. I, I guess who, who says the, who says the stolen base is dead? <laughs> um, a lot of guys trying to stretch extra base hits
1: too. Ru- yeah, Ruben Oidor certainly wouldn't say that. <laughs> no, um, no, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was gonna say it seems like it was a, a theme night, not only Star Wars, but uh, like less famous uh, sibling of a of an icon <laughs> night. Um, yeah. So Jim Belushi was there as well.
1: Yep. The uh, the uh, the um, quintessential Jim Belushi uh, on the on the video screen uh, moment happened at the Cubs game. Um, so I feel like yeah, I, we we kind of. had talked about it briefly but it's like so I don't know like first of all I think uh, at some point Jim Belushi was just like hey I'm a Chicago guy and like I guess that was just accepted like it's like hey Jim Belushi the Chicago guy like you know like he's kind of a you know he's kind of like a beer belly like kind of mullet mullet like uh, wise guy like wise cracking like Chicago guy and people like kind of like embraced him for that uh, sure. and then I feel like at some point like after like You know the the 15th year of that same act with like no with no uh development no like advancement of that kind of image i think maybe chicago kind of collectively got tired of jim belushi and Uh just saw him as like just a a dope um i certainly did um but uh at this point now I i do think he's kind of he's kind of like come out like kind of come out of the spotlight a little bit um uh like i don't think he has a show anymore um and uh, he's maybe good for like one appearance a year at, at Wrigley. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Hey, Jim Belushi. I feel like I've, I've I feel like I've like made my peace with Jim Belushi a little bit. Uh-huh. I don't know.
0: Yeah, he uh, he looks good for like how how old he. He looks a lot older than you know he did the last time I saw him. But his hair is all gray now. Uh, yeah, you know he was he was looking good. I, uh, I I liked what he did. What he did was kind of funny when they showed him like. He had, like, a baseball in one hand. Oh, yeah, And then, right. like, with his other hand, he was, like, presenting it and, like, holding it up. Uh, and then he kind of <laughs> just, like, gave a smirk and a nod at the camera. And then, uh, and you know, and then people, I guess, cheered for him, and then they cut away. It was, I don't know. It was kind of funny.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think, um, do you have a favorite Jim Belushi uh, project, Jack?
0: You know, is it The
1: Principal? Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, that uh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, there's a he has like a cameo in a movie that I think like Dan Aykroyd did. I can't remember which movie. I want to I want to look up the line. Um, but he he's like there's there's all this bedlam going on at the end of this boot movie. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up.
1: Okay. Well, we should. Uh, uh, so, so uh, the, the principal is uh, is a is an is one of my favorite movies actually. So it's hard. Uh-huh. You know, I shouldn't probably have never talked crap about him because I I, I love the Principle
0: oh yeah uh who who else is in the principal
1: Louis gossett jr
0: that's right lou gossett jr and the Um, the
1: uh the the bad guy who's a student (laughs) um although he kills people um his name is victor
0: okay um (laughs) yeah doesn't jim belushi ride a motorcycle in that movie
1: yeah i think in the hallways of the school he does he carries
0: a baseball bat too doesn't he yes he he does yeah nice okay I i remember that movie better than i thought I did uh yeah, he has a cameo in this one movie. I can't find it right now, but it's like with Dan Aykroyd. Anyway, there's it's on like there's a scene on a train and there's all this bedlam going on, and Jim Belushi is dressed as like he's dressed in an ape costume, and he goes up to this woman and he says, "Hey babe, you ever make it with an ape?" Uh, and that's that's the line. I don't know, it's dumb, and it's like you know pe- Jim Belushi was probably like, "Oh man, this is so funny. Like I'm gonna be as big as my brother." But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, stupid.
1: Well, and uh, and he also was in a baseball movie, kind of. Uh, I guess Mr. Destiny, kind of a baseball. Oh, like, I never saw that. Yeah, um, I think. Honestly, I think that there's there's a, there's a scene where there's a couple scenes where he's like at a Cubs game or whatever, and I think I think in taking care of business, he's also in in like like at a Cubs game, but um, but I think they shot it at maybe Angels uh, Stadium or whatever. But, um, I think it Mr. Destiny says uh, unhappy Larry Burroughs sees what his life could have been like had he made that winning home run as a teenager. Mm. so um so there's that, but I, I'm not even sure, I think it's taking care of business where he's like he's like in the bleachers at a Cubs game or whatever. um okay, so yeah, there's a there's a couple uh baseball and Jim Belushi tie-ins, I guess.
0: You know, it's what's weird, like, all, all these, all these like, celebrities who are from Chicago, from, like, this, like, that generation, they're all Cubs fans. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I was like, who, you know, who are the White Sox fans that are famous? I mean, I guess uh, uh, Chance the Rapper is a Sox fan. Yeah, Barack um, Obama. You know, yeah, Obama. Um, I'm not going to I guess, Cascade uh, is a, so- <laughs> no, don't is say, is a Sox Don't say Cascade. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say Cascade, but, like, you know, I don't know. It's it's just it's weird. Like when you when you think about like the celebrity, we should we should do an episode about celebrities who are fans of baseball. Like John Hamm is a Cardinals fan, yeah, I yeah. think. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting.
1: Yeah, Steve Dahl, radio guy, was uh was a white is a White Sox fan. Um, okay. Uh, Jimmy Pardo, uh, also another uh, podcaster comedian, is a Sox fan. Ah, okay, um, but okay. Uh, but you know, small po- like potatoes, like in the in the long run, compared to, White so- to compared to Cubs fans, so for sure, yeah, um, but yeah, for sure, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think it is taking care of business where he's like at the at a Cubs game, but uh, but yeah, so um, so yeah, I don't know, you know, I think, uh, I feel like really, if I'm being honest with myself, the principal like clears Jim Belushi for life <laughs> that that's a great I love that movie so much
0: sure it legitimized his career much like Mad Men did for Joel Murray
1: yeah yeah pretty much
0: um, um yeah yeah so I, I I don't know who yelled this you know this is probably oh. the best thing that somebody yelled well, during okay. the okay yeah
1: I know who yelled it we didn't really talk about this guy but there was a guy there were there were two guys right in front of me who were like I think they were season ticket holders yeah I think it was a guy and he brought his friend and his friend was wearing a Mets hat and then two seats over from them was this guy by himself, not with a Star Wars bobblehead, but uh, just a season ticket holder. He had, like, the Cubs 2022 All-Star hat. Um, so I think he probably just, like, buys every hat maybe that uh-huh. that comes out. But he was talking to this guy in front of me like they were friends, but, like, they were season ticket holder friends kind of. And I heard him – like, it's funny because he did the exact same thing that I did to Jack, which was um, we both – apparently bought the um, Field of Dreams program, uh, Cubs and Reds uh, program that they were selling at the game uh, that they'll be uh, playing uh, tomorrow as of this recording, uh, the um, the Field of Dreams game. And I showed it to Jack when he showed up. And this guy like passed it over to the guy in front of me to show him. Um, so he was like, here, check this out. <laughs> and like he was showing off like the, the score, the, the program. But um, he did say I, d- I did hear him and the guys in front of us talking about Hayward and I heard this guy um, say, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I think I think they should bring him back uh, on the last game of the year and okay. give him one at-bat. Uh, you know, I have no problem with him. Like, I, I would have no problem with that. And it's like, well, the whatever guy, like, you know, had to give up his spot on the 40-man roster for him to do that, I think would, would care. Because <laughs> I think Hayward has got to be off the 40-man at this point. Sure. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so uh, – or at least – you know they're, I think they're there's they're limited still in September um uh, for roster spots it's not like yep it's not like it used to be so like yeah someone would have to like give up their spot for Hayward to do that which that wouldn't be cool but yep. anyway, yeah, so it was that guy it was like some like definitely like season ticket holder uh, guy okay. who said this
0: okay yeah but but anyway the thing that he he said and Jeremy, I think we both we both think that this is what he said, but he said he yelled at Rowan Wick. Uh, and he said, "Throw strikes, butt pipe."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: And I, I, looking back, just to the, the with the phraseology, I, I think it, he must have said "throw strikes, butt wipe." Yes. But it sounded like "butt pipe."
1: The way that it sounded like we were so sure that it was "butt pipe," that yeah. like, um, that it didn't even occur to me that he. I think I think like yesterday it occurred to me. Um, we were at the game two days ago. I think like yesterday it occurred to me. Like, oh, I. Did he say butt wipe? But I think this guy was kind of dorky looking a little bit. I feel like he probably tried to yell butt wipe and it came out butt pipe. Sure. (laughs) And it was so uncalled for. Like, I think it was like, I think it was like, you know, one and one, (laughs) the count or something.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, it's funny when people just like choose to react to something, um, and, you know, however, um, you know, out of context or incongruous it it, 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 uh, it was, um, it, it may be. But, uh, but yeah, uh, throw strikes, butt pipe. And, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, again, we were – we Jack and I were just talking about, like, oh, Rowan Wick actually being used properly, like, in a save situation in the ninth inning. Um, yes. And now that Robertson has been traded, like, I think uh, Wick is the closer of this team. And he sh- – uh, I mean, whatever. It's like – Robertson had a good run with the Cubs, but, um, yeah, they miss you. They've misused wick all year and he's been bad all year. Um, and then like since coming into the closer spot, he's been pretty good. So, um, nice. I, yeah, I don't know why, uh, that guy called him butt pipe, but, <laughs> but yeah.
0: Um, yeah, earlier, uh, so speaking of the field of dreams game, yeah. uh, I, I, had, I had seen, and actually someone had commented, to, commented to me, uh, earlier in that day, that, like the Cubs uh, the Cubs uniforms for that uh, the field of dreams games a uh, game you know look pretty cool uh, I had not had a chance to look at them myself were, yet but they were also yeah. like
1: released that day like they they, yeah. they were revealed that day
0: yeah so Jeremy uh, Jeremy was telling me a little bit about him when he when he was showing me the program um, and then so after the game as we were walking uh, uh, through the concourse in the upper deck, um, and some some guy was coming down from his seats to get to the concourse as well. And Jeremy Jeremy points up at him and he goes, "Hey, like that's one of those jerseys I was talking about from the Field of Dreams game." And I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, cool, cool." So the guy uh, uh, turns out he kind of just he, he, he steps down on the concourse. He's right in front of us. Um, so Jeremy uh, Jeremy goes up to him. He comes up from behind him and he says, "Hey, hey, uh, nice jersey. Like I like your jersey." And then the guy just kind of doesn't acknowledge it at all, or like he's real. And and then like he just completely uh, just completely shuts it down. Yeah. And then Jeremy turns to me and just like crinkles up his face and shakes his head like fuck this guy. <laughs> that was great. It was it was really funny.
1: Yeah. It was um, it was funny. So he did say thanks, but like uh-huh. that was it. It's like yeah. It was just like thanks. Like ah, that, that actually sounds too like like upbeat. He was just like yeah. Thanks. He
0: wasn't that upbeat when he said it. Yeah.
1: Either. It was just like it was just like a thanks and like it's like. I mean, you know, I think, like, there's a the thing, like, you know, people who are, like, kind of made fun of, in, like, in grade school or something, you give them a compliment and they think, like, oh, are you trying to make fun of me or something? Like, you know, it's like, no, man, I was just giving you a compliment. Like, yeah. it almost smacked of that a little bit. And, like, I know he had the hat, too. Like, he had the whole getup. And yeah. uh, I was just like, yeah, like, he said it. I said it. Again, I didn't need. I didn't need to, nor should I have said it. Uh, to mm-hmm. him but I did I was I don't know I was I was uh, imbued by the Cubs by Cubs joy from for their their victory over the shitty nationals but um yeah but uh, so I figured yeah so I'll say that say nice 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 uh jersey to this guy and yeah he, he completely gives me nothing um and yeah I had to acknowledge it with Jack because I know that he watched it but like Jack <laughs> you were saying like you said like you know why would this why did why did this guy buy this jersey? If not for someone to like remark to him like cool jersey or whatever,
0: yeah, and and wear it on that day like when it had just been unveiled. Yeah, I think Uh, he and to wear the hat
1: too. I Jack, I think he went to the Cubs store before the game and bought the whole getup and then put it on right away. Yeah, and so it's like, dude, you've you've had this, you've had this, you probably spent two hundred dollars on this getup, and now someone's like acknowledging it, and all you got all you got to say is thanks. Like, <laughs> Jesus, man, what is zero, dude? Like, you know, um, you. no one should engage you in conversation ever again because no. yeah, you give nothing. But no. Anyway.
0: Um, and, yeah, like that that will show you for, for being nice to somebody at a baseball game, yeah, too. of course. You know, our whole thing is to, like, be uh, assholes. Yeah. And the one, the one time you're nice to somebody and they just shut it down.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it proves that we, our approach is the right way. Wait.
0: So, right. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, definitely. No, no good deed goes unpunished. Um, exactly. So uh, we, we got down to the concourse and I, f- I feel like we know how to do it right at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I saw that uh, there was nobody waiting for the bus really no, no fans. Um, so I, I actually started to like kind of sprint and like dodge people so I could, I could get us, uh, I could get us into the catbird seat. Yeah. And uh, Jeremy was like, Hey, nice moves. Um, yeah. And I, Jack, was, I was like, damn like a, right.
1: Jack did a really nice uh, like sidestep in front of these yeah. people.
0: Yeah, I was like, I was like, man, dude, we've never, we've never gotten like right in there, like been the first ones, like really had that sweet spot. Yeah. Um, and we we got it. Uh, eventually, like some other guy and his girlfriend kind of got a, a little bit uh to Jeremy's left. Um, so like they were in this probably the sweetest of spots, but we were in a great spot, man. And there was it was the Nationals. They have no stars anymore, so there was there was nobody waiting there. Um, it was a great night to get autographs.
1: Yeah. It, it it was a great spot, a great night. And we got great results too. We Um, did. Uh, I guess, um, yeah, let's real quick before we get into like the main attraction, I want to talk, you mentioned the guy and his girlfriend, um, next to us, Jack, could you Google, um, Serengeti rapper? So S E R E N G E T I. And, uh, image search this guy i'm like tell me if this is the guy who's sitting next to us or not like some of these pictures he has like a fake mustache on yeah but, sure. um uh,
0: uh yeah he, i i feel like there's that one of him in the hoodie and the baseball cap which makes him really look like it
1: yeah but it, it i don't think it i don't think it is the guy but like no so, so, for people... I don't know if you know him either, Jack, but, like... Do, I don't. So, he does this... He has this, like, funny, like, Chicago rap song, like... Uh, favorite favorite actor, Dennehy. Favorite drinko, duels. Bears, hawks, socks, bulls. Um, that's, like, the chorus of this song. It's called Dennehy. Um, okay. And uh, it's just all, like, Chicago references. It's actually a great song. Um, sure. But, uh, but, yeah. So, like, this guy... Um, <clears throat> He, uh, it, it looked just like this guy. So there was a, the guy next to us had like, it was, he was with his uh, girlfriend and he had, uh, the lineup card, like the real lineup card from the dugout yeah. that, they, that they tape up on the wall. And, uh, the guy looked familiar. Um, and mm-hmm. I was thinking it was, I was thinking he looked like this guy, but I would, this guy's a big sports fan, but like, I don't know why he would be a big nationals fan. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they were, they were camped out to us trying to get autographs, um, on the, on the, on the, uh, lineup card. Um, he also brought, he need he didn't have a, a Sharpie, so he had to use my Sharpie every single time. And yeah. I kept forgetting and I kept putting it away and he's like, oh, can I, could I use that? And he had to ask me yeah. that like six times, which is kind of funny. Yeah, but,
0: you, you were very, you were very generous. You helped somebody later too.
1: I was. I think I was like trying to like you know, drum up some good uh some good will, um yeah. you know, in like to counteract like, you know, the nose ring kid and like uh just the <laughs> other weirdos that we've we've dealt with. But but yeah, but uh, but yeah, we, we headed out to the park, uh, we headed out to the gate and like um I think even before the, the, the lineup guy showed up, there was this uh kid, I guess, who showed yeah. up.
0: Yeah, so uh, I was gonna say I, I said there was no one waiting, but that's not true. There was there was one person waiting, and he was he was a uh, Jeremy you, as you said a kid. Uh, it was at first it was hard to determine how old he was, but like through things that he said, I I think I think I assume now that he must have been about sixteen or seventeen because he was talking about driving, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean he was definitely I, but also the way he was talking, like he sounded like he sounded like a grown ass man, but he looked he like a little kid.
0: Yeah, he looked he looked like he was about 14, but he obviously wasn't.
1: Yeah, no, because he was talking major shit about a lot of the players on the Nationals who who he's a fan of. Um Yeah. He was like about our height. Yeah. He was. A he little, was. Yeah, he was a little chubby, but he definitely yeah. had like a baby face and he kind of had like a kind of like a bowl bowlie type of haircut a little bit. Like kind of just yeah. like a hair helmet type of situation yep. going on. And he just looked he was just like a chubby-faced kid. Like I mean he might have been like 20 years old. I don't know. But I
0: it's crazy. Like you said he had baby like he had baby face, but it it was also almost like baby fat still yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But like but then he was like yeah, uh Corbin Corbin sucks, like you know. Yeah, he
0: said yeah, Corbin blows. Yeah, but
1: Corbin blows. <laughs> <laughs> um and then like and then he was like I think like he he called like um you know, like the announcer for the Nazis, he was calling him like Carpenter, like Bob Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, Carpenter does this and Carpenter does that or whatever. And it's like, this kid's talking like he's a fucking like, you know, crusty baseball guy. but. He yeah, he looks like he's like four. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen yeah. years he, old. He
0: had a he had a key, and honestly, his maturity level was about that too. Um, <laughs> he he had a he had a Keybert Ruiz jersey on, yeah, which was, which was interesting. Um, Jeremy, I'm gonna call this kid Doogie Graffer. Um, <laughs> nice, because he, he was so one of the things about this kid is that yes. I, I think that like so the only the only guys who were waiting out there, um, were were it was me you uh uh chris uh chris was there um as well and then like eventually these nickelback guys that we'll get to later <laughs> but like i i feel like because he was around other like like older men who he probably perceived to be cooler it's it, it's yeah. almost like that gave him some juice yeah and he like he was talking a lot more than he normally may have been yeah um yeah he was talking so he, shit.
1: I mean, the kid he was, was. Like, talking shit yeah
0: yeah he was. Um, he was helpful in identifying a couple of the players, um, uh, but also, like, he had this ball with him, and the ball had a bunch of autographs on it, but all of the autographs were signed in silver Sharpie. Yeah. Um, so, A, we've said this before on the podcast, but you don't want to get your uh, your baseball autographed with a Sharpie, because it's probably going to, like, bleed and, and smear But also, it was a silver Sharpie. So, like, not only did the autographs look like... Yeah. (laughs) Silver on white. Yeah. So, not only did the autographs look like shit, but you couldn't see anything. It was... Well, like you know, this kid was obviously like he obviously like liked getting autographs. He said he'd gotten Juan Soto a few weeks ago when they'd been in, oh, in Milwaukee. Man. Yeah, but which is which is crazy. Um,
1: probably got it. He probably got, but, it, uh, he probably got uh, it like uh you know green on blue paper. or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but like yeah, but like the and then he also like he 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 handed the ball and the sharpie to to a guy and he told him he's like oh yeah you got to press down on the pen like and it's like one of those like I think it's one it must have been one of those like markers where you have to like. You have to like push down on the tip so it gets like the paint going uh, or the ink going and then he could sign it. But like I have one of those like silver Sharpies and like it's even more painty than than ink. Like what I don't I I guess it's like I'm not really sure what makes a Sharpie a Sharpie like what makes what the ink is. But like, yeah, these are more like paint markers than 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 than, you know, magic markers or whatever. And it was just like it was just a bad choice for an autograph for sure. Yes. Yeah, it was weird. Um,
0: and so he, he was also making weird weird statements too. Um, first of all, he, he called Ricky Bonus Ricky Bones. Yeah. Um, he said, and I think he,
1: was, at one point he even said Rick Bones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like Rick Bones, Ricky Bones. It's like, yeah. Yeah, sure.
0: And and that that's definitely not like someone just being like, you know, if, if we were to joke about like mispronouncing a guy's name or something, that was like he actually thought that's what the guy's name was. Right, um yeah. so that was funny. Um, uh, right when we got out there, one of the first things that, that he said to me, and this is maybe why I thought he was like 14, because it was just like an ignorant comment was he asked me, like, he was like, yeah, how long does it usually take for the guys to get out here? And, you know, we were like, yeah, 20, 30 minutes maybe. And and he's like, uh, I, I think I said... I said something like yeah you know maybe they hit the showers or something he's like he's like yeah do they even have showers here or is this place so old that like that you know they just don't and it's like are you fucking kidding dude like (laughs) did you see the fucking jumbotron they have there like you know they can put showers in in old buildings dude like you know this place this place has been renovated that many times over
1: um, also like they, the, the players are in a players union, like the, the Wrigley field would be deemed unsuitable for major league <laughs> play if they didn't have proper working conditions. So it's like, yeah, they don't, have, they don't have showers. They don't have running water. Like they're, they're all, they're so thirsty by the end of the game. It's, it sucks, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but, yeah the, but the union, they just, they, there's their, their, t- their hands are tied. <laughs> there's nothing they can do because <laughs> it's a landmark, but yeah. So, uh, no, there's uh there's definitely showers there
0: yeah so that so you know he made that comment and I, I didn't I didn't say anything to that comment. I just you know I was just, I was polite about it. But then like later on, um, uh, so Tim Bogar came out and signed for everybody. Tim Bogar, super nice guy. Um, so you know, we got his autograph and th- Tim Bogar went to like Buffalo Grove High School or whatever, which is apparently where that kid was going to high school right now. Fuck! I, before that, I would have said the kid was a middle schooler before I found that out. But like, yeah, he said he was—he was going to Buffalo Grove he, High School. Okay. He, he talked to Tim Tim Bogar about it. But then uh, after after Tim Bogar left, I kind of didn't really hear what they were saying. Um. So uh, uh, the uh, Doogie Graffer, he was like. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, he uh, he went to Buffalo Grove High School." And I was like, "Oh, oh, you mean like right around here?" And he's like, he's like, "Well, it's in the suburbs, but, you know, it's like, yeah, dude, that's the one I was fucking talking about, man." <laughs> I mean, right around here as in like, you know, that's pretty close in the grand scheme of like where most baseball players are from.
1: Yeah, compared to let's say, oh, I don't know, Washington D.C., like Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so it was like, "Yeah, dude, I know I know fucking I've never been to Buffalo Grove, but like I've heard of it." Right. Um, like right around here. Like, fuck. I really, man. Come on. <laughs> um. So, so that was that
1: So the kid did say he he's currently going there.
0: Yeah, I think he was talking to Bogar, and he's like, yeah, I, I I go there right now, and I think Bogar might have asked him like, oh, cool, like, what year are you or, or something like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought uh-huh. I thought maybe he was telling him he went there. Um.
0: And that that could have been true. It could have been past tense.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean that's. Yeah, so the, the jury's still out of how old this kid is. But uh sure. that would that would um I mean I just don't see any high school kid in this day and age driving into the city and going to to the bus to get autographs, but I mean who who, well, who Especially who by
0: himself especially by himself.
1: Yeah, I mean I yeah, I mean this kid is going to be worse than us, you know, yeah. when, when he's our age. Uh,
0: well, I, I kept waiting for his parents to come pick him up or something, but, like, it it, it seemed like he was just there by himself.
1: Well, because he said, yeah, because he said, like, he's like, yeah, you know, damn parking's, like, 16 bucks. It's like, it's more than a ticket. And it's like, again, he was, like, <laughs> complaining like an old crusty guy. Um, yeah. So, like, yeah, he, he d- drove in or whatever because... He so our, uh, our buddy Chris, who's who's out there now. He he was grilling Chris a lot. Like he's like, so you live around here? Like Chris has told yeah. us before. He's like he lives right by the stadium. That's why yeah. he just walks over to the games after the games. Um and but you know and we're always like, oh cool cool man you know. And then I actually I actually went down to the uh, the bus the night the day before for the last game of the Marlins series because I was trying to get Don Mattingly's autograph. Um side note, me and Chris got four people away from Don Mattingly's autograph and then the damn security guard told him like they had to go uh so I was like just like Jack was super close to getting Scherzer I was like super close to getting Don Mattingly and and he slipped through slipped through the uh slipped through my fingers um
0: heartbreaking feeling man
1: it was uh it was very it was very uh deflating to say the least um But uh, but I walked back with Chris like towards his apartment, and I was our, I was I was kind of like, hey man, uh, you know, I don't I don't even know where you live, like whatever, you know. <laughs> but this guy was like, Chris mentioned that he lived near uh, the uh, the stadium, and he's like, oh yeah, you really? Where where where? And he's like, oh, just over here on this street. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah yeah, oh, right over there, huh? Like and like yeah. he he seemed like he was like all up up in his business. Um, and then when we parted ways for the night he left and walked with Chris back to his place or something. So yeah, yes, Chris, couldn't, Chris couldn't shake him at the end of the night. No. Um, when we should say that the, as the night went on uh, more and more, like this kid was getting a little more squirrelier. Like he was like, he, I, I feel, I can't really define how he was getting more squirrely, but I, I think he was getting louder, more vocal. He was like, who's this guy? Where, oh, there he is. There's that guy there. there here he comes. All right. Like, and then he's like, there's Martinez. What is he doing? He's taking, you know, whatever. And like, he's saying all this stuff and, well I think uh I think I think it was when we were when we left Jack I was saying like yeah, the kid was getting a little kid was getting a little worked up by the end of the night.
0: He was and and that's what I think Jeremy I mean, like just being around like like older guys who were also interested in the stuff that he was interested in doing I think just it made him it made him too excited he just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um Co- Cory Abbott uh, who oh, like yeah, left right. who he like left uh you know the the, the way guys do when they want to take like Ubers and stuff or something and he was like, Oh yeah, Corey Abbott, like uh blah blah, blah blah blah. Like he wouldn't stop talking about Corey Abbott. Right. And like nobody could get a word in Edgewise because this kid was like so excited about it.
1: Yeah, no, he kept saying like um he we were you know at some point when when this is all happening and you see all these guys go you try to take like inventory about okay who haven't we seen yet who haven't we seen yet and we're like okay we haven't seen uh, Christian Hernandez or uh, Christian yeah right Christian no uh, uh, C- was, Cesar was C- Hernandez Caesar. yeah Cesar Hernandez we haven't seen uh, whatever uh, Luis Garcia and he's like we haven't seen Corey Abbott and um, I was like uh, well you know uh, Abbott uh, you know used to be with the Cubs so maybe he he left. Um, with you know, and went out with with some of the Cubs guys, and uh, the guy and he was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, right, uh, yeah, that makes sense. And then, like, he then later on he's like, Yeah, we haven't seen Abbott yet, we haven't seen Abbott yet. And then, um, then I think then I, he brought up a third time, and then he's like, Yeah, yeah, I think he might have just left, you know, like with uh, the players. I'm like, I said that fucking 20 minutes ago, kid, <laughs> like, what the hell. And it's like, I that's a very informed, like, uh, you know, uh, hypothesis, and yes. that's almost 99% of what happened. Um, but this kid was like he, – he didn't get it. And then like he like – I feel like he kind of formulated that opinion as his own uh, thought, you know. Um, and also he also said like – uh, he, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, um, yeah. You know, I was sorry to uh, to lose Corey Abbott from the Cubs, uh, you know, uh, and he got claimed by the Nationals. And he's like, well, he's going to get DFA'd because he sucks. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus, kid, <laughs> like, you know, like, take it easy. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, um, so yes, yeah, so anyway, uh, the, yeah, he was, he was a, like, he's like Jack said, like he was a source of entertainment. Um, he, uh, was a little annoying, but like, he also did like know the players, so
0: yeah. So, yeah. W- one more thing, though, Jeremy, he asked you if you sold.
1: Well, um, so, like, yeah, yeah, so I, we, me and Chris were having a conversation about something completely unrelated, like, we were talking about tops now baseball cards. And I was telling him, like, yeah, you know, because, like, these cards, it's the cards that they make uh, daily, like, based on an event that happened the night before. And Top sells them for 10 bucks a pop on their website. But there are guys who sell them for cheaper because they buy in bulk, whatever. So I was, like, telling him that. I'm like, yeah, there's these sellers who, like, will buy in bulk. And this the and Doogie uh Graffer kind of just butts his head in, and he's like, Sell? Sellers? Do you sell? I hate sellers. And then I'm like, what the hell? And, like, um... I realized what he, I'm like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, man. And, uh, and then I realized what he was talking about and he was talking about people who sell the autographs and I'm like, oh no, no, I'm not a seller. Um, but like the kid, you know, it was a classic example of like, it was like, you know, stay out of your element, you're out of your element, Donnie. Like, yeah. um, like he just like, he didn't know what the conversation was and he kind of got all, like all like amped up and it's like, dude, we're not even talking about that, man. Chill.
0: Yep. Yep. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so just yep, yeah, yeah. Poor social skills uh, and like in, in, inability. Uh, yeah, like poor, poor emotional intelligence for for a kid who's probably like eighteen. Um, so yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, uh, uh, there was some other cool stuff that happened though. Like Jeremy said, uh, the, the autograph night was a rousing success. I'm trying yeah. to count my signatures here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We got eight autographs, uh, which was which was rad as hell. Yeah. Um, CJ Edwards, who's probably one of the top guys we would have wanted. Yeah. Uh, came over and signed for us Jeremy. I think he signed your World Series card, which is cool.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was just a, a card. Or was it card. just a
0: C- uh, a Cubs card? Yeah. Uh, it still it still looks looks cool though.
1: Yeah, it's a cool I mean there's not too many CJ C. Edwards uh Cubs uh cards. So um it was it was cool like they don't usually make cards for like middle relief guys. Um so uh that was cool to get him uh on one of those cards like with a Cubs uh jersey. Um I did did you hear what I said to him, Jack? No,
0: what did you say? I
1: said to him, uh he was signing and I'm like, "Hey CJ, uh, you did all the heavy lifting in game 7." Yeah. <laughs> and he had he didn't respond to that. And then I realized he had his headphones in like oh, he didn't hear oh, anything anyone said to him. Cuz then later on after he signed for like the sixth person or something, someone said something to him and I saw him take his headphones out and actually like react. Or actually sure. it might have been when Steel. we saw this guy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. So uh so, so what happened was Justin Steele... Uh, pitcher for the Cubs came up right behind us and like said hi to Edwards. I think he must have been waiting for Edwards to come out and he just came right up and like said hi and they shook hands and like hugged and uh, and talked for, a, talked for a little while. And um, you know what, Jeremy, I'm proud of us for not asking Steele for an autograph, mm-hmm. like those guys clearly wanted to just have a moment where they, you know, talk to each other, and, and we let it happen, and I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm proud, I'm proud of us for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I would have loved to get Justin Steele. I, I, if I happen to have a Justin, if I happen to have had a Justin Steele card, uh, easily accessible in my pocket, I, I may have asked him uh, <laughs> after they they finished talking. But he would have uh, signed. He would have signed. I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, <clears throat> but it's funny because um. Doogie uh, was like, um, well, later on, um, these guys showed up, and uh, we were like, yeah, Justin Steele was over here, and uh, Doogie Doogie Graffer was like, what, what? And I was like, yeah, he was standing right, he was standing right next to you, and he's like, what, really? I didn't even see him, and uh, he was kind of, he was a little like, just, um, you know flamboozled uh like from from missing that uh because i yeah think well, if he would have known he would have got his autograph
0: sure yeah he, he would have been and not had the tact to just to just leave him alone but that that's one of those things where it's like uh, oh yeah the guy who got the big hit like you know fucking doogie graffer he wouldn't know justin Steele to quote outside providence he wouldn't know justin Steele if justin Steele took a dump on his forehead so like he, you know this this kid he didn't know he didn't know yeah. um uh, so we saw uh, uh, Barb Car- Bob Carpenter, um, announcer for the Nationals. Is he, does he do TV?
1: Yeah, I be- yeah, I believe he's okay. a TV announcer yeah. um, for the, the
0: long time. Long time announcer though. He's really been around a long time.
1: Yeah, and he um, he's a pretty well. He has a great um, <clears throat> social media presence on Twitter. Um, his his handle is a Scorebook Bob uh, at Scorebook underscore Bob on Twitter, and he posts. Um, all of his scorecards he so this is another thing where doogie uh doogie Graffer md um <clears throat> uh kind of schooled me kind of uh because like i said like yeah you know um yeah I, I he's like yeah you know and bob carpenter the announcer and i'm like yeah it's like i really want to get him on my scorecard mm-hmm. and uh i'm like yeah he's got a great twitter account like where he posts all his scorecards, and he goes like yeah his scorecards and i'm like yeah yeah his scorecards he's like no 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 they're his scorecards. He designed them. And he's like, a lot mm-hmm. of people use them in the industry. And I was like, oh, I, I actually had forgotten about that. I didn't know that, but I forgot mm-hmm. about that. But he designed, he did come up with the, the layout for this, uh, yep. for his scorecard. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Um, but like, this kid was like, really trying to hammer that one home. And yeah, uh, yeah so I was like, um, so yeah. So anyway, um, he, the the kid knew a lot about this guy. Um, I thought it would be cool to get him uh, on our scorecards and uh, sure enough he came out. I, I, I will say that that kid probably helped it's like I may have known that that was him, but I wasn't 100% sure. Um, so that kid actually did help kind of call him out and so we were able to get him to come over and sign our, on our, sign our scorecards.
0: Yeah, um, so a couple things about that. first of all, like he's got a nice looking autograph so he yeah. he took he took care to like sign them well. Um, it looks great. Uh, also though, like, you know, because he is a scorecard guy and actually like his, I read on Wikipedia for what it's worth that like the scorecard he designed is the most widely used one in the industry. Okay. Um, so to get him to sign a, our scorecards is pretty cool. Yes. Um, especially but also, because we're yeah. two
1: scorecard keep scorekeeping freaks.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and also, though, like, we were hoping that he would kind of admire our handiwork or at least be curious. Yeah. Um, and so when he signed mine, he, like, kind of half-opened it. Like, he didn't really look at it. And ma- maybe that's the thing where it's, like, he doesn't want to, like, seem like he's passing judgment on another person's score score ke- scorekeeping. But he was like, oh, so this is what they look like here now. Yeah. Um, I was like, all right, cool. He was He was interested in that.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, it would have been cool to, like, sit down and, like, Uh, like talk score, scorekeeping with him, honestly, because I always have, I've always wanted to ask um, like guys who keep score um, about back. It's, it's sadly, it's, this isn't a thing anymore, but when like Joe Madden used to bat the pitcher eighth, um, it would be a scorekeeping nightmare because you couldn't fit all those substitutions in between the eighth and the ninth spot. Like a lot of times in the scorebook, they'll keep, um, they'll keep, empty slots below the nine spot. Like they'll do like 11 slots. So you can put in all the, the pinch hitters. But when it's, when the guy's batting eighth, you can't really do that. So I I would love to talk about that with somebody. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And you know, now that I'm looking at his scorecard, it's the same one. Pat Hughes definitely uses this one too, because, um, Pat Hughes released like his game seven of the world series scorecard, And it's the same, the same one. So nice. um, Um, yeah. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, but it was a, it was a bit of a dilemma though. So we got him, but and we had wanted seashick too, Steve seashick Uh uh and so Seashik came out as Bob Carpenter was signing for us. Yeah. Um I mean he may have been looking through my scorecard like at the moment seashick was stepping on the bus. So it's like because we got Carpenter, we missed um we missed a chance of getting Steve seashick But I think and now Hunter Harvey. And Hunter Harvey as well. Um uh son of Brian. But I think now, uh, looking back, having like had a day to process it, I, I, I you know, I'm I'm happy with uh, with getting with getting Bob Carpenter's autograph. I think it was more of a personalized experience. Yeah. Um, and there's also nothing to say that Cishek would have signed.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, Cishek didn't like look like he was uh he didn't really look like he was gonna sign like the the kid doogie doogie said that he's a great signer and a nice guy but um you know uh ick in the stick also said that about a lot of guys who completely ignored them so yes um so yeah so you know who's to say about any of that um i mean hell we could say that tommy Pham is a nice guy (laughs) you know because right yeah yeah there's
0: many people like in baseball who would probably beg to differ (laughs) yes
1: yes exactly We we should just do that. Just go around saying like, yeah, he's a nice guy. And it's like, Yeah, oh, really? He uh, caused a like a, a riot at a strip club. But uh, okay, <laughs> so whatever. But um, but anyway, so um, so yeah, so uh, uh I did kind of give Jack the look. I'm like, ugh, like, did we did yeah. we mess up? Um, but yeah. but I agree. Like, I think it's funny. There are moments where you have to be in that situation where you have to yeah. kind of like decide. And um, I feel like I've been. I I haven't regretted too many. Um, honestly, it's like. You know, C is C check, but I do think like it's cool. Like, it's cool to get Bob Carpenter on a scorecard. Yes, like that's like where you would want to get him. Like, I had like a Nationals team card that I could have had him sign, but it's like no, you got to get him to sign the scorecard itself. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, I'm uh I- I'm happy with it. That's uh that's cool. And um yeah, like I said, he's a long time announcer, been around a long time. Yeah. So. Uh one one uh, thing
1: uh one one other thing about Carpenter, he did sign um the uh the guy next to me's uh, lineup card. And he yep. signed it. And on his, he wrote "see you later." And uh, he's, like, he's like, "Here, I'm going to do something." And he just wrote like "C," the letter "C," the letter "U," and then "later." And uh, I was like, "I was like, that's kind of like a dad joke. That's like what a dad thing to say. Like just hey, see you later." And then I realized, <laughs> I th- I th- I'm just realizing it just now. It's like I think he says that at the end of the game. I think oh, he yes, said- he does.
0: He does. He does. Yep.
1: Right. I feel like I've heard yep. that call. And he's like, see you later. The Nationals win the game or something, you know, something like that. So that's actually fucking cool that he wrote, like, his um, sign-off thing on there. So he also says, like, a curly curly W, too, I think, um, when they win. He's like, that's a curly W for the Washington Nationals. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's always – like, announcers – transcend the game like they transcend like the, the the team like they're with you like every day through multiple iterations of teams and so i yeah i i'm pretty i think it's pretty cool that we got him
0: yeah yeah definitely um uh well the guy with the scorecard i didn't hear a lot of the stuff he was saying but uh some of it was pretty good
1: um uh yeah the uh with the lineup card the, the, was, the lineup card rather yeah he was, yeah so he was with his uh, girlfriend or w- wife or whatever um and he was just like um Uh, oh, so, um, I forgot, uh, what player it was. Um, he said something about one of the guys' shoes. It could have been Michael Franco. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not sure which guy he was, but he was like, oh, man, look at that guy's kicks, man. He's got awesome kicks. Um, and, like, he was like, he was like, uh, he's like, those are, those are fresh or whatever. And, like, um, another guy, um, Came came by, like, came and went right by us and, like, got on the bus. And he's like, oh, man, look at that watch. He's, like, 30K on the wrist. <laughs> and uh, he didn't even say watch. He's just like, oh, man, look at that, 30K on that wrist. And uh, I was like, damn, like, this guy is, like, he's, like, an admirer. He's, like, this guy has, like, a fashion sense because he's, like, he's calling out all the, like. You know, we we see these guys and we're just like, oh yeah, you know, that's a pretty flashy guy, but yep. this guy like knew the street value of all this stuff. So, <laughs> um, but he was cool. Everyone there was pretty cool uh, for yeah. the most part, except for this next fuck. But um, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. everyone initially there was pretty cool. I mean, Doogie was a little excitable, but. Um, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, ultimately, he's he's not as bad as, as some others we've encountered. Um, no. But yeah, this next guy was just uh, it, it was just a little much. So this was like halfway through all the players coming out. Um, this family just randomly showed up behind us. It was like this like two couples and then a kid and then. Uh, when, like, the the mom was pretty involved in, with the kid and, like, wanting the kid to get an autograph. So this this was a this was one of those examples, like, the Polish guy from the Pirates game last year who got Derek Shelton's autograph where it's, like, there are these people who don't know anything about baseball and it's, like, they just want their friend or their kid or whatever to get, like, one autograph. It yeah. doesn't matter who it's from. Yeah. It's just got to be one autograph on a baseball. And, like, these people were complete yahoos. Um, they, they, they were drunk too and they were loud and they were swearing in front of the kid as well. Like at one point, like the, the, uh, sister-in-law or whatever, I don't think it was the kid's mom was like, Oh, well fuck this or whatever. And it's like, it's like, Hey, like, you know, you got like a little kid here with you. Um, yeah, I'm no prude, but like maybe, you know, maybe, maybe wait till the kid's like a, a teenager at least to be doing that. Um, anyway, uh, uh, so so the, there was a guy with them, and the guy was, like, you know, six foot three, Ugh. you know, but just a big, like...
1: He looked like a, a fucking big, lumberjack. Like, yeah, just, he looked
0: like a lumberjack, just a big guy. Um, but he was wearing, like,
1: a, like just, a, a Phoenix Suns jersey, though. Yep. Like, yeah, or yep. a Raptors jersey or some shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a big fucking clod.
0: <laughs> and he was one of those guys who just had a really loud voice. Yeah. You know? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've learned through, like... Theater training, how to project my voice, but like some guys just have a, a loud a loud like booming voice. So of course we had wanted Luke Voigt last time, but there were some other idiots who, when Luke Voigt came out, like the second they saw him, like down he was tunnel, like down the tunnel, yeah, down the tunnel, like f- like fifty yards away, just started yelling Luke, um, and Luke, that was last time. Yep. Luke, yep. Yeah, and that was last time and you know it was like this time there There were so few people out there and everybody was like nobody was yelling at the players no one cared like,
1: about the nationals
0: nope and it was like yep maybe we'll get Luke, Luke Voigt's autograph now like there's no one here to yell Luke and then sure enough like three minutes before Luke Voigt comes out this fucking guy shows up with it you know with these other people and then somebody points out that Luke Voigt is coming and you know sure guess enough, what happens yeah so even louder the guy yells Luke for even louder and even longer. And of course Luke Voigt, when he hears that is just like, you know, sure, like he hit a home run, he had a, he had a good game, made a diving uh diving stab at first, but like it's it's the end of a long season, it's August. Um He's already it,
1: pissed about the fucking yeah. Hosmer trade.
0: Yeah, he he got he got traded from a contending team and he got traded from San Diego to Washington DC. So like and you know the the nat the padres the organization that he worked for basically told him that they think he's worthless and they fucking shipped him off <laughs> um so that sucks for luke Voigt. but all that being said we might have still got his autograph if it hadn't been for this guy but the second luke Voigt heard that he was probably like fuck this i just want to go back to the hotel and like go to bed yeah um so of course we don't get luke Voigt's autograph and like as the guy who's yelling it what could you possibly be, like, thinking? Like, what what makes you think that that would make a guy want to come out and sign for you?
1: Yeah, it's just, like, it's insane. I mean, probably because he fucking has, like, fucking, like, you know, Call of Duty, like, fucking gunfire playing in his head the whole time. or <laughs> th- Like, that's his permanent soundtrack in his head. Like, I don't know what this guy, this guy was just fucking, like, uh, a fucking motorcycle equivalent of a human. He was just like, Hey, Luke, Luke, hey, right here. Son of an autograph. Yep. Hey, my kid, it was violent. The way he was yelling. Yes. It was just like, and again, yeah, like I, you know, I try not to be a, a pushover or something, but the guy was just, he just was fucking violence. Like uh, his, his, that's his like setting. Um, yeah. And like just fucking loud and, and blo- and like, just like unsettling at best. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's like, yeah, no one is going to walk towards that. No, No unless he's also a fucking crazy person. No one with any sense of self-preservation would walk to that vibe or that sound. And the whole thing was that the kid got up to the front and yeah, like we moved over so the kid could get up there and, um, uh that's that's the bait that's the that's what you that's what you do to get people to come over you put a fucking kid up front you don't fucking yell you don't yell when there's a kid there like if, if you send the kid in there no need to yell if there's no. if it's all adults you know and you want to get their attention yeah I guess yell like I mean you shouldn't yell like that but like call him over but the fact that the kid was there like yeah it's like you know Jack you were saying like just tell the kid to say hey that, there's Luke Voigt just yell Luke you know
0: Yep, yeah, because because Luke Voigt will hear the kid's voice and he'll be like, "Oh, it's a kid." I'll come over and sign a few. Yeah, um, yeah, that's all, that's all you need, man. Just not not some idiot just yelling at the top of his lungs. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Like like you said, like who would who would come over to a bunch of strangers in that situation if they were just screaming your name as loud as possible? It's like it, there. It's it's between that. And like taking your food onto a nice air-conditioned coach bus <laughs> and going back to your five-star
1: hotel. Yeah, putting your like, AirPods which, in and yep. just like just zoning out and yep. pretending like you're still on a contending team. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it's just fucking madness. Um, and uh, so um, so that happened. Um, <clears throat> the kid, uh, the kid was up there, and like I before I even know knew who like the kid was with, I was like, okay, like you know, let's get this kid up here. Like let's you know let's help him get an autograph, whatever. Um, I think the mom asked me like, hey, can he borrow your pen? And I had a Sharpie and I was like, yeah, sure. But then I'm like, hey, you know what? I think I got a ballpoint pen in my pocket and I think it's gonna be better on the, on the ball. So I took out the pen. I actually even tested it on my hand to make sure it was writing well. And I'm like, here, use this. And then the mom was like, thank you, thank you. Like, thank you so much. And I was like, yeah, no problem, no problem, whatever. Um, <clears throat> And then um, at some point while we were waiting for people to like people to come over, the mom did look at me and she's like, "This isn't even the Cubs bus, is it?" And I'm like, "Nope, it's the Nationals." And she's like, oh, "Oh boy." She's like, "Okay, well," and then I heard I I heard them kind of discussing that. And then I think maybe like the sister-in-law or whoever it was, the other woman there, she was like, "He's a kid. He's he's not gonna know the difference." <laughs> and so they like uh, so they're like, "Yeah, right. Okay, so he'll just stay and get an autograph." Um, and then, so the next person to come out was Tim Bogar. Uh, yeah. uh, is he the bench coach? I'm not even sure. Yeah, what.
0: he's he's the bench coach. I think yes.
1: So yeah, so he, so Tim Bogar, the bench coach, comes out and like, I think this is another one where maybe like I don't know if you spotted him or the kids spot Doogie Hauser mm-hmm. spotted him. I don't know, but, um, yeah. but yeah, so he he comes out and I had a Tim Bogar card, um, and so Tim Bogar comes out and I don't even I'm not even sure if the dad yelled anything probably because he couldn't. If he if he if he knew that it was Tim Boger he would have yelled like Bogey, Bogey, You know <laughs> <laughs> something like that but the so so Tim Boger comes out um I think maybe the the doogie doogie graffer kid like maybe called him over or somebody he starts on the le- on the right side of the group so he's working our way down we're all the way at the far left and the kid is to my left so he he starts to sign one autograph I get my card my sharpie already and the mom is going like, S- can you sign his ball? Sign his ball. It's his first Cubs game. Could you sign his ball, please, sir? Can you please sign his ball? And, like, I turned over my shoulder and I'm like, he's going to come down the line. Like, he's already yep. over signing autographs. He's he's going to come down the line. Yep. And I don't know if that even faced or she probably couldn't even hear me. But uh, they did, the guy, Tim Bogart, does come down and he signs the ball for the kid. Um, and uh, I think that was it. Then the kid, like, got and was like, Cool, and he handed me the pen back, and they they fucking pieced out like all he wanted was like one autograph. So
0: here's the thing, man. Like I, I feel like we almost should have told him, like, hey, buddy, like you just you just got Tim Bogar's autograph there because right. it's like there's no way that those people know who signed his ball.
1: No, no, never, no. I mean, the ball is probably being eaten by a dog right now, so <laughs> it yeah, it doesn't matter. It was just, which is why <laughs> I don't believe in giving a, a, give it to a kid because yep the kid's going to like fucking throw it down the sewer or something. Like just see it float. Like it's like, uh, so yeah, so it's a, it's an imperfect, uh, scenario, but, um, but yeah, so like whatever. So, the, I mean, luckily that got them out of there, which was like a, a blessing in disguise. Um, yes, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Like, it's funny to like spread the word, um, like to, or to like commiserate with other, with the other graphers when some oaf like this comes over. Cause Jack was Jack like leaned over to Chris and he's like, yeah that guy just torpedoed our chances yep, and, uh, yeah and and Chris was like, yeah man yeah for real um but yeah um the this shit this happened before the Bogar thing, I think unfortunately, uh-huh. but this is a little out of order but um there was uh before Bogar came over, this might have been when that lady said, oh, fuck this or whatever yeah. but uh michael Franco and um who did he come out with um oh Palacios maybe. It could have been, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember exactly who, but those two guys came out, and they completely ignored everybody, yep. um, and the guy was yelling, like, hey, hey, sign sign our autograph, sign our autograph, the fucking big loud guy, and yep. then when uh, someone said, like, that was Mike Franco he's like, wasn't that guy I was talking, wasn't that the guy I was talking shit to, and, uh, and then he gets on the bus, and he's like, yeah, I was talking shit about that guy. And it's like, <laughs> well, there you go, man. You didn't get it. He, he ignored your ass. Like, and that's, that's, you know, that's what you get for fucking talking shit about him and then wanting his autograph. It's like, pick right. one, pick one or the other, man, you know? Like, um, so, so yeah, I mean, I probably have talked shit about guys that I've gotten autographs from, but, uh, but you know, I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not like surprised when they don't sign for me afterwards, sure. you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, towards the uh, towards the end of the night, after these yahoos, after those yahoos left, uh, these these other this other group of guys came over, and they seemed like they knew what they were talking about. Yeah. Uh, but they, w- yeah, Jeremy, you you call them like Nickelback? Yeah, I'm um, like yeah,
1: you know, uh, you know, when Nickelback over here came over, uh, you know, <laughs> things changed or whatever. Uh, actually, I said like yeah, I think because that's when that kid started getting that. That's when like that, the Doogie. Graffer yeah. started kind of going off the rails a little bit.
0: Yes, it was, too, it was too much stimulus for him.
1: Yeah, I'm like, yeah, as soon as Nickelback came over, this, this kid started going s- squirrely on us. Yeah, because um,
0: yeah. Nickel, Nickelback was asking us about, like, you know, who had come out and who was still left and, like, you know, whatever. So they, they knew that this wasn't the Cubs bus. Um, They, they didn't really seem interested in getting autographs. They kind of just wanted to, like, hang out for a minute. Well, but uh, They
1: were over by the Cubs. I think they, they yep. seem like they are the guys who hang out by the Cubs. Uh, yeah parking lot more often, because the guy did mention something, which I don't think I've talked to you about this, Jack, and I don't know if you know about this, but so, so um, you know, the, the Cubs parking lot is off of uh, Waveland Avenue, which is like the, um, runs along like the left field side of the outfield, right? And so um, the Cubs leave the, they actually now they walk out of that, that building, that office building, um, and then they walk across the street, and they go right into their parking lot. Um what used to happen was they would come out of the stadium just like the uh just like the visitors do um and they had this fucking like weird fucking like like rope like they, this weird like cable running like in the air like a power line and they had this big white like plastic curtain, like not like a shower curtain, but it was like rigid plastic and they would like fucking like, if like fucking Anthony Rizzo started coming, they'd be like, "Everybody, hold up!" And they would pull this curtain across Waveland Avenue, and the guys would like walk through this little like insulated, like hermetically sealed plastic runway. Basically, it was really weird. It, it was like a jetway, like to get onto a plane, but it was like suspended from like a, a wire, like above head, and like yeah. it would it would se- it would separate them from the people so they couldn't be hounded. Um, and it would go right to the the parking lot. Um, so they don't do that anymore. They actually cross the street. But that guy was mentioning that. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, I remember that, you know. And, like, we yeah, kind sure. of talked about that a little bit. But it was uh, – so these guys, like, knew stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it was weird.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think you may have mentioned that, like, briefly before. But that's, you know, it, it's interesting, uh, interesting to hear. I, I remember one time we were kind of out – this was after a rainout game, but like we were we were watching the Cubs walk out of the locker room, and I think I, I may remember that as oh, well. That was okay. probably in twenty like seventeen. Were they still doing it as late as that?
1: I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, that. But like you said, yeah, the guys knew their stuff, and they weren't you know they weren't bad guys or whatever. So no, but, it, but yeah,
1: it actually felt like we were like you know we were part of like the 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 Graffers Club, like me, right. you, Chris, though Nickelback and friend, and uh, yeah, you know, and then uh, little Skippy. Uh, <laughs> uh, was, was hanging around us like, like, like the little dog trying to like keep up with like the big dog in like the Tom and Jerry cartoons. But sure. Um, but yeah. So that, that that was kind of a f- uh, a funny moment there for a little bit when those guys showed up.
0: Yeah. Um, Victor Robles. Uh, so Jeremy uh, and I were, were thinking it would have been funny to wear clown noses um, at the bus just because Victor Robles got called a clown by Madison Bumgarner a couple weeks ago, and the next day he was wearing a clown nose. Um, of course Dave Martinez too like he, he's of the Tony LaRusa philosophy of like if a guy if, if a, a player on the opposing team calls out uh, your player for having too much fun um, you should take the side of the guy who's not on your team <laughs> right yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that was a whole thing. But we, we were like, oh, we should wear clown noses uh, at the bus because that would be hilarious. But wouldn't have mattered because Victor Robles didn't even look up. And in fact, like he accelerated when he saw that there were people there. Like he just did not want to sign. He did Corbin Burns. Um, he definitely did a Burns. He put his head down and just went on the bus. Uh, so that would there was no uh, not a not a missed opportunity to to not get those clown noses. Yeah, we're, um, we're,
1: our faces would have been red to match those uh, to match <laughs> the noses had we gone. Those lengths for Victor Robles. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, who knows? Maybe they all suck, including Madison yeah. Baumgartner.
0: <laughs> right, right, for sure. Um, So uh, two of the guys we really wanted, though, were Henry Blanco and Ricky Bonus. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really cool. They came over and they signed, which was awesome. Um, something I noticed about Blanco is that, like, he definitely has Danny Trejo vibes. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, he's a fucking tough-looking dude. Yeah. Like, he's got, like, tribal tattoos on his forearms and, like— he looks like his face is like real, real hard and like uh, like, yeah, he just looks like a. he's kind of got like a mullet. Like he yeah. looks like a fucking heart. He looks like a hard dude. Like he looks like a biker um, yeah. or like a, a guy who would be a bad like cast in like a, a heavy role and like Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he should like he should get an agent and like look for acting work because I think that he would like get small roles and things. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, he's a he's a tough-looking dude. I would not mess with him. But uh, his autograph his autograph looks nice. Uh, yeah. He's a uh, he signed it. He signed it real good. Um, and, and he signed it. I, I'm just noticing this on mine, but he signed it over the Nationals logo too, which is, oh, which is pretty. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That that's a classic. I love it when guys do that.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I got a really cool card of him signed. Like it's from the 2011 Tops Update set, which incidentally is the same set where um, Mike Trout's. Autograph card our, our rookie card comes from so it's sure. this cool like overhead shot I, again I'm not even sure how they got this shot, but it's, it's like an overhead shot of home plate and Blanco is like st- Extending out to like kind of like maybe get like to, to, to get a force out at home plate um, so it's like I can't tell someone on the reds is sliding to home but Blanco's extended out trying to like get the force out, and it's a really cool shot. You can't see Blanco's face in it, but like it's a cool picture, uh, yeah. and I got him to sign that. So that's really cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I saw, you know, saw Henry Blanco um, walking to the park uh, before Game 5 of the World Series. Oh, did and you really? Yeah. I, sh- I wanted to tell him that, but I was like, it was just too much. That would have been like too much to explain. But yeah, but yeah Blanco, I, I actually feel like Blanco is maybe one of the first guys who's, who had visible tattoos Like in the league, I just remember him having those forearm tattoos, and I'm like, "Damn, like this guy ain't fucking around."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he was cool. Uh, Ricky Bonus as well came over and signed for us. Um, uh, Bonus, uh, I had to say it, man. I I said uh, because so so Ricky Bonus was the first um, Brewer who was like an All Star for them that I was like aware of. Uh, he was an all-star in 1994. Um, had a pretty good year. Wasn't Didn't really have a real good career otherwise than that. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, like, uh, he came over, he signed for us, and uh, after he was done signing for me, like, he was still close, and he had a couple more people to sign for. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to just say it directly to him. I was like, hey, man, loved you on the Brewers when I was a kid. And, like, he just kind of looked up at me and smiled, and he goes, yeah. And then, you know, he kept signing. Yeah. So that was funny.
1: I think he had, like, a toothpick in his mouth or something too, right? Yeah. He had something in his mouth. Um, yeah. so it was just like kind of like a cool like baseball guy thing to do yeah oh um, yeah yeah so that was cool uh,
0: yeah it was cool I also should write uh, we didn't write this down uh, in our notes but Darnell Coles yeah uh, former Brewers uh, pitching coach um, came over and signed for us as well uh, coach. yeah I mentioned yep. this to you last night Jeremy but like there's something very regal about Darnell Coles yeah it was weird he was just like seems like a very like dignified guy um yeah uh, and he doesn't really look like a baseball player either. He's like very like thin. He, he doesn't look like your typical baseball coach. He's just like kind of a, a frail, like real look regal looking guy. He almost looks like a professor
1: or something. Um, yeah, I yeah. Don't know. He's got like a gray, like a salt and pepper beard and stuff. Yep. And uh, yeah, um, yeah. That was cool. I got him on a 1987 card. Yeah, uh, that was
0: that was dope, dude. That's that's a cool one.
1: Yeah, with the wood border, he's on the Tigers. I didn't think I would get him. I, I kind of wanted to get him on a Seattle Mariners card, but uh, this the the card itself, eighty seven, obviously, probably the top design. Uh, so that was cool to get him on that card. Um, I should say the bonus card. That's cool. I didn't realize that. So he made bonus made the All Star team in ninety four. Yep. yep. That's cool because this is a ninety four card that I got him signed on.
0: Oh nice cool. Yeah, that's that's the year he made the All-Star team. Yeah, that's, so that's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, that's great. And it's a um, kind of a
1: goofy looking picture too. He's kind of like reaching out for a ball. He kind of looks like awkward, um but I think it's a cool picture and uh yeah, so it's cool to get him on that card.
0: Yeah, I didn't know he started off with the Padres either. He came over to the Brewers in the Gary Sheffield trade. So yeah, that's uh yeah. I know.
1: I I always I definitely think of him as a Brewer. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, so that was pretty cool. It was. Um, we oh. also got uh, Eric Fetty. Yep. Um. We we got Lane Thomas. We didn't think Lane Thomas would sign. No, because um,
0: he made the last out of the game and probably got chewed out. Yeah,
1: a bad. Yeah, a bad. Uh, bad out. Uh, Fetty was cool. He kind of like. Yeah. He caught me off guard because he's not on the active roster and I had a card of his, but I had I had put it away, so I had to dig that out, and he kind of waited for me to dig it out a little bit. Yeah, and, then,
0: and I almost feel like nobody even really called him over. He just came over and signed.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, that, that that could be. Um, uh, and then afterwards, like he kind of like took a, a moment after he signed. He's like, "Okay, guys, like see you later or something." Like, yeah. So that's that was, that was kind of cool. Um, it was. Uh, I was gonna say too. Um, you know, we've we've gotten a lot of coach autographs and like yeah. you know former players and stuff. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people, like, nowadays, like, uh, old old baseball guys who, like, say, like, you know, n- current players have, like, sloppy signatures and everything. And I mm-hmm. was telling – Jack and I were discussing this, I'm kind of like, well, you know, I'd rather – I don't care so much about their autograph. Their penmanship is, like, maybe, you know, do they get base hits or hit home <laughs> runs or something. But, right. but sure. Um, but I will say that it's – that's one of the reasons why it's cool to get coaches' signatures is because – a lot of them do have really nice signatures. Um, yeah. So like all of the coaches we got like have really cool signatures. They do. Um, I was uh, the only autograph that I got the the prior night prior afternoon for the Marlins was Mel Stottlemeyer Meyer Jr. Um, uh, and he has a really cool he has a really nice uh, signature as well. So um so yeah I I'm I I'm digging definitely not only because they're from our childhood but like uh, I'm definitely digging the uh, coaches autographs.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, C.J. Edwards, not such a good-looking signature, but uh, definitely a nice definitely a nice guy, though.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he signed really big on yours. It was, it was, it was interesting.
0: He did. It took up, like, half my scorecard. It was, uh, maybe, you know, maybe that's why I don't think so. Uh, uh, but, yeah, anyway, though, yeah, super nice guy. All of them. All of them were pretty cool who signed for us. Um, yeah. uh, Dave Martinez did not sign for us, so we waited a long fucking time for him to come out. He was on the third bus, um, there was like this group of Latin players who came on before him on the third bus. Uh, none of them signed at signed for us or looked up. Who was in that? Was that Cesar Hernandez, Luis Garcia,
1: um, uh, Vargas, Lamaro Vargas was there? Yep. Um Yep. I think. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of who else was. Oh, uh, Arajo, Arajo, Arano, Victor Arano. Oh, okay. He yeah, yeah, there. yeah. Victor
0: Arano. Yeah. yeah um yeah so anyway they uh, they came out and like they sat on the bus and i think there were a couple of analytics guys who got on that third bus as well and so the bus was just waiting for dave martinez to get there so it could leave so finally dave martinez comes out and there's this big like big family like group of about a dozen people who apparently were waiting for dave martinez and one of them had like a very little baby that looked like it was like a month or two old um, and so, like, Dave Martinez spends five minutes going, like, coochie, coochie, coo, with, like, this baby. Um, and then, like, everybody's loving it. And then he, like, two guys, like, pull him aside, like, older guys who are, like, our age. And then, like, Martinez was, like, you said, Jeremy, you, like, suspected that he was giving them a baseball clinic or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And so he stays and talks with these people for 15 minutes, even though the bus is right there, and they all ended up getting on the bus.
1: Yeah, yeah. Made so it's no just, sense. like,
0: no, it didn't, and so it's just like that. That's the thing where Dave Martinez is like, "Well, yeah, you know, when I was a player, I had to wait for the manager to like get on the bus to leave. So, you know, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my guys do it now." Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, it was so. Anyway, he didn't sign for us. He didn't wave to like one person who called out his name, but yeah, he didn't even he didn't sign or anything, and he left, and that was the end of it.
1: Yeah, that was the end of it. I mean, um, yeah, you know, I <clears throat> I have kind of I I have some Cubs. Uh, Dave Martinez. I had some Cubs, Dave Martinez cards. I had uh, his like this tops now World Series card where he's holding the trophy. So any of those would have been cool to get a signature on. But yeah, but at the end of the day, um, the Victor Robles stuff and certainly the uh, the Ryan Sandberg stuff with Dave Martinez, um, pretty much says that he's he's kind of a a piece of crap. And so like, uh, you know, I'm I I think it's like. It would be cool to get him on one of those cards. Like, I part of me was like thinking, like I would just like to get any like old Cubs players from the '80s and '90s, like autograph on a Cubs card. But like, other than that, like Dave Martinez uh, does not seem like a very savory guy. So
0: no, yeah, so no, uh, no, no loss there on that one. No, um,
1: not really. Yeah, um, but one of the few managers who hasn't signed for us. Most managers have signed for us. I feel. Yeah,
0: they have. They have. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Kevin Cash did not either. Um, Yeah. So, uh, well, um, yeah, one more thing, Jeremy, happened. What was the context of this one? I mean,
1: yeah. So we were um, so we were walking. Honestly, I got to say it's a little dicey, like walking back to my car after the Cubs games. I feel sometimes like if if you recall, Jack, that one time I think we talked about on the podcast Right as we were getting to our car, we were walking down this dark side street, and this that fucking creep was like standing there smoking, and yep. like didn't even move to like be like, "Hey, it's cool, guys." Like just kind of stood there, like he was ready to fucking put a garret wire around our necks and fucking <laughs> you know strangle us or something. But like, um, so it's a little dicey, like not only like walking on the dark like deserted side streets, but walking down Clark, which is filled with just drunken frat boys basically so we were walking we walked by two groups of like four to five drunk guys and um I mean hey listen uh, a couple guys you know in in baseball caps I was wearing like I was wearing like a button-up shirt because it has like front pockets so I could like put my cards in there but I was wearing shorts so I'm like I looked kind of I may have looked you know (laughs) kind of weird um we were carrying scorecards like I feel like we were we were kind of sitting ducks a little bit for anyone to to fuck with us. Um, sure. We walked by one group of guys unscathed, and I was like, okay, cool. And then we saw another guy, a group, and these guys were like sloppy drunk, um, if oh, yeah. if not worse, if not like fucking high on something. But they were like, they were sloppy and 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 just kind of like falling. I feel like they were like falling on the ground and shit. They were just like all hunched over, and they they looked like fucking just like definitely unsavory. And so we walked by them and I was telling Jack some story. I was actually talking to him about Chris and Doogie Graffer, And I'm like, I was telling him that I didn't want to freak Chris out, um, you know, by following him home or whatever. And I was like, I said, I, as we passed by this group, I said to Jack, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I didn't want to freak him out. And then this guy goes like, yeah, don't freak us out, man. Yeah. Don't freak us out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh and like yeah and so like we were just and we were like walking and he was just he was just like saying it like so faintly he's just like "Uh, don't freak us out bro he he didn't
0: and he didn't say it loud enough for his friends to hear either no
1: no it was just like he was like in some sort of like you know like fugue state and he just like he heard the essence of that sentence in his head and he just was like repeating it it was really weird that's why i feel like (laughs) He could have been on, like, fucking opium or something. I don't know. But, like, he's like, yeah, don't freak us out, bro. And it's like, ah, get the fuck away from me, you weirdo. Like, at that point, I was just, like, I was kind of skeezed out by him as opposed to, like, like intimidated. So um, Right. So, yeah, so that was just one last little parting shot as we, like, got out of the Wrigley Field vicinity and and headed to the car and, and headed home
0: yeah um I'd say yeah overall a pretty successful night though I think that's probably a record uh, for autographs is eight that's gonna be a tough one to top so yeah it was, it was good good stuff
1: yeah for sure yeah when we were in that front row there I, I said to Jack I'm like I think I got a good feeling about this and uh yep oh yeah it was breakneck speed like I couldn't keep track of the cards fast enough like chris Chris was even saying like oh my god it's like it's nonstop and uh it was it was pretty it was pretty cool and uh pretty uh action packed.
0: Yeah, so it was good. Um, I don't know if we know what our next game is yet, but uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, the season is the season's almost winding down now, so we're almost halfway through August already. It's wind- so we got about a yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, just a couple uh month and a half or so left. Uh, um, although the season goes to like October tenth now because of the late start, I think. It goes sure. it goes pretty late, like maybe October eighth or something. So yeah. yeah. We'll definitely get to, uh, several more. Uh, thanks to the listeners for bearing with us. I feel like our schedule has been a little wacky the last couple weeks. Um, yeah. it's been a busy work time for me for sure. Uh, but that is lightening up a little bit, uh, after this week. So, um, we should be hopefully getting back to a regular scheduled, uh, releases. And if, if we are late, it's because we are going to a game like, yep. you know, on the day that the episode would have dropped. So, so yeah. So, uh, thanks for bearing with us. Um, uh, continue to follow us on social media at RaindelayPod. Uh, hashtag uh, RaindelayPlayerOfTheDay. That's still going strong. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just uh, keep, keep in the loop. Subscribe and all that stuff.
0: Nice. Well, uh, until next time, I'm Jack Swakowski.
1: And I'm Jeremy Denisio.
0: We'll see you later. Bye.